Mix in the Dark. Hey, what's up? It's Mai Yang from Mix in the Dark. Just reminding you that my podcast is available to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and YouTube. I also post the stories on the Mix in the Dark Facebook page in case you're the type of person who likes to read scary stories instead of listening to them. You can connect with me through Facebook or email at mixinthedark at gmail.com. I've been searching the internet to see if I could find some really creepy stories to share with my listeners. I found a really interesting website called Beimong. It's an older website, but it has a running forum of some really creepy stories from anonymous Hmong people. I found this story and wanted to share it. If you happen to know the person who shared it, or you are the person who shared it, and is listening to my podcast, hit my inbox and let me know. I always want to thank people for sharing their stories. Just a reminder that these stories are true and from real people, so let's remember to be respectful of each other's experiences, and please enjoy. The Silhouette Smiled Here is a story that happened to my uncle's family before his family passed. I think this happened sometime in the 90s. The story of my uncle and the events that happened to his family unfolded as they moved into their new rental home. Their family was small, so this rental home was just perfect for them. It was just them and their two boys. One of them was older, Justin, and was allowed to go out by himself. The other, Tommy, was still young and hung out with my aunt a lot. Not long after they moved in, strange things started to happen. Let me start by explaining that my uncle was never home. He was always out and going to his friend's house. He often left my aunt and his sons alone at home. Sometimes he would not come back home until very late into the night. Despite the family's new location, my uncle's habits of going out with his friends did not change. One day, my aunt was home alone with Tommy because my uncle was still out with his friends. They were already in bed sleeping. My aunt began to hear strange noises in the kitchen. It sounded as if someone was washing the dishes. She ignored and chose not to pay attention even though it scared her a bit. My aunt and Tommy were in the living room one day. My aunt was doing her embroidery while Tommy was playing on the floor next to her. She was working on her embroidery. She noticed something from the corner of her eyes toward the kitchen. She sensed there was something there, so she looked up and it became clear. There was a silhouette of a human standing in the kitchen facing her and Tommy in the living room. My aunt lifted her head and squinted toward the kitchen for a closer look. At this point, she was a little confused, thinking that her eyes might be playing a trick on her. Staring into the silhouette, my aunt couldn't believe her eyes when she saw that it started to form a face. She turned her head to look back at Tommy to make sure that he was still there. Tommy was still playing with his toys next to her. She then looked back at the silhouette. She saw that it formed this cold, creepy smile. 
My aunt looked back to Tommy, again making sure that he was still there because at this point, she was a bit freaked out. She turned her head back to the kitchen and the silhouette figure was gone. A couple of days later, my aunt and Tommy were in the living room once again doing the same thing. This time, my aunt had the radio on and was listening to the local Hmong broadcasting station. She had the volume up at a good level to where she was able to hear the broadcasting in just that room. She was also only a couple of feet away from the radio. While she was listening and doing her embroidery, the volume suddenly turned up. The volume turned up high enough to the point where it was deafening. Thinking it was just radio frequency interference, she walked over to the radio, adjusted the volume, and sat back down to work on her embroidery. As soon as she sat down, the volume turned back up to its max level again. This happened a couple of times, so she decided to unplug the radio. Keep in mind that by this time she knew exactly what may have been causing this frequency interference, and she was afraid. She called my uncle and explained to him what has been happening at home and for my uncle to come back. My uncle brushed it off and took his time to come home. My aunt heard the clanging of dishes every night since then. She was scared out of her mind by this point. She kept trying to explain the situation to my uncle. Finally, to ease her worries, my uncle decided to call a shaman to come over to perform a ritual. A shaman is a respected individual in the Hmong community that performs cultural rituals to heal a person or family. They can also read into spaces and communicate with spirits. Usually, when a shaman performs their rituals, they wear their full traditional Hmong clothes. For those who may not know what a set of traditional Hmong clothes look like, you basically have the jacket, pants, and sash worn around the waist as a belt for the men. I want to note that the sash is usually pretty tight because of how dynamic the shaman's movements are when in the spiritual world. Shamans also have a red cloth that they tie around their heads to block out their view so that they can see the spirit world. It was to the part in the ritual where the shaman was jumping up and down on his bench. When this happens, it means that he has reached the spiritual world and is on his horse. All of a sudden, his pants dropped down. As funny as it sounds, at the moment it was terrifying. It looked as if someone pulled down his pants to try and embarrass him. The sash that was supposed to hold his pants in place was still wrapped tightly around his waist. The shaman stopped his ritual. He seemed spooked as he explained that he needed to leave that very moment. We never found out what really happened. These strange things kept on happening for another month or so. My uncle still refused to believe that there was something going on. It was either that he was choosing to ignore it because it didn't affect him, or he really didn't care because he didn't believe in it. He'd always brush it off when my aunt asked him to listen to her concerns. One night, my uncle had this toothache. 
Everyone was in bed and asleep except him because of his toothache. It was then that he heard and saw something that would finally make him believe everything that my aunt was trying to tell him. On the night of his toothache, he heard the sound of bathroom faucets being turned on in the tub as if someone was going to take a bath. He noticed that the light in the hallway was off, but the lights in the bathroom were on. If you looked out to their hallway, you would not be able to see the middle part of the hallway, but you can vaguely make out the beginning of the hallway, where their bedroom light was, and the end of the hallway, where the bathroom light was. My uncle got up to go check to see who was trying to take a bath this late at night. He had in mind that it was probably Justin because he liked to go out with friends and would come home late from time to time. He first went to Justin's room to peek if he was in there. He wasn't. More confident, my uncle decided it was probably Justin in the bathroom. As he was walking to the bathroom, he could hear as though someone was playing in the tub full of water. When he reached the bathroom, the lights were on, the door was open, and the water was still running in the bathtub. It was more than halfway full by now. He stood at the door motionless and terrified as he looked down on the floor and saw a set of human-like web footprints. It looked as if someone had just gotten out of the shower and stepped onto the floor. He reached over to turn off the water. He turned off the lights and rushed as quickly as he could back to their room. The next morning, he told my aunt what he encountered the night before. My aunt didn't even have to ask him to look for another place. That same day, he started his search. While they were packing up their stuff and moving, the landlord came by to give them back their deposit. My uncle questioned the landlord about the previous tenants. The landlord told him that the house belonged to his mother. His mother died in the house and wasn't found until almost one week later. When they found her, she was partially decayed already. So he fixed up the house and he rented it out. This is what happened to my uncle's family. I just wanted to share their experiences with everyone since my uncle, my aunt, and my little cousin have all passed away due to natural causes. Let me be clear that this event had no connections to their deaths. <laughs>